Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Two thousand and twenty one marks the twelfth edition of the Viet Film Fest, which will be offered virtually from October fifteenth through October thirtieth through online streaming platforms in a movie on demand environment, as well as, and we will get into this, some in-person screenings, which uh, will also be a part of the film festival. Um, this is the twelfth edition. Congratulations on that. We're speaking today with the artistic director of the Viet Film Fest, and that would be Eric Nong. Eric, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Well, Eric, tell me a little bit about Viet Film Fest and what's exciting and for people to be looking forward to in terms of the 12th edition. Like you said, this is the 12th edition of Viet Film Fest after a one-year break off due to COVID-19. Uh, as with many film festivals that may not be the big European or North American names, a lot of our film festival will be virtual this year. And that's from opening night screenings, almost all the way down to our final night. But we will have some in-person screenings. For example, on Saturday, October the 16th, we will have a sort of double feature at the Frida Cinema in, San in downtown Santa Ana. First film there is Saigon in the Rain, a uh, part romance, part, um, part musical, uh, you, you should say that I think makes a good use of Saigon as a backdrop. And I found delightfully charming. It has this air of a musical that maybe Arthur Freed or Vincent Minnelli would have, might have made at one point that may have starred a Judy Garland or a Gene Kelly. Not trying to compare the two, but it has that same, let's put on a show energy. Um, and then later that evening is a film called Bo Yeah, or its English title, which is Dad, I'm Sorry. That was the uh, highest grossing Vietnamese film ever at the United States box office when it made its bow, I want to say, uh, earlier in the spring. It's a family comedy, partly based on the uh, director's YouTube videos that he made into a feature film for this one. And then we have two drive-in screenings, too, at the Westminster Mall on Saturday, October the 23rd, we will have the martial arts comedy, The Paper Tigers. And then to end it all on Halloween Eve, October the 30th, also at the Westminster Mall, we will have oh, some little film called Ryan the Last Dragon, which was, yes, an amalgam of Southeast Asian influences, but there were quite a few Vietnamese Americans and Vietnamese who were involved in the making of that movie. So those are some of our um, in-person screenings. But again, the vast bulk of the, um, festival will be virtual. It will be on, on our a virtual platform, like I said. Yes. And I want to let people know that they can check out all of the things that Eric's talking about, as well as much more, by going to vietfilmfest.com. They can find out more about the virtual releases, as well as the drive-in at the Westminster Mall. That should be a lot of fun. That sounds like a great time. And tip of the hat to Frida, Frida Theater in Santa Ana, truly kind of an oasis for Orange County in terms of the art scene, in terms of film, adventurous film platform for people who are who really do care about movies. So good to see them involved as well. Tell me, is there a, something distinguishing about this particular year? Is there thematically uh, something that you would 
point to in terms of a maturation of kind of the films being made and or just general in general? Is there something that jumps out at you? I don't think this was intentional from the filmmakers at all. We just went through, we've, we're still going through, I should say, a very difficult year and a half with uh, the pandemic. Though it wasn't in every film, there is an undercurrent of loss in, in, in this year's Viet Film Fest, whether it's a personal loss or a loss of a particular way of life that has permeated through a lot of the sets in this festival. What I would like to say about that, I don't, want, I don't want to take this in a negative route. I think to spin this in a positive fashion, loss allows us to experience the full depth of our humanity in that we are better able to empathize when other people in our lives have go through the same thing as well. Again, I don't think this was intentional from the filmmakers, but there is that undercurrent there that I cannot dismiss so easily. Um, as for some other trends, I think uh, for those who have never seen a, a Vietnamese movie before, you do need to take into consideration that the film industry there is not necessarily free. There is a censor, maybe not as stringent as maybe some other countries, but there are only so many things that I think a fledgling film industry can offer. I think it is an interesting complement to a lot of the diasporic Vietnamese cinema that you may see in the United States or elsewhere as well. It's it's an interesting juxtaposition when we can have some of those films together, some of the values that translate over after so many decades of you know being a refugee community outside of the Vietnamese borders. Uh, and then of course there may be twists when you know you go out to Australia or the United States or to France. You have those elements that influence those films as well and some of the subject matter and the plot developments that may happen in some of those films. It's an interesting balance. Um, and I think they're always in conversation with each other. Thank you for that, because I have to admit, I have not seen very many films that originated in Vietnam. And some of it had to, I'm sure has to do with the disruption in, in the history of Vietnam for so many years of occupation, and then the American involvement. There's a lot of history there but in terms of kind of developing an artistic community and the ability to kind of put together a, a film industry would be very difficult and for a lot of different reasons. But uh, one thing that you, when you were talking about this kind of sense of loss, it also with that sense of loss, inevitably, there is a sense of resiliency, I would assume as well. It's kind of the other side of the coin from that is being able to kind of take in the experience and then re respond to it whatever those circumstances might be. And so that would be something I would think would be part of the, this, this film, this, these kinds of films that you're seeing is a sense of resiliency as well. So tell me a little bit about your background, uh, Eric Nong. You are the artistic director. Uh, how did you come to this? I came to this several years back in 2018. Uh, Viet Film Fest 2018 was the first time I was personally involved in a Viet Film Fest, but not the first time I, had, but the first time I attended one was sometime before that. I came to uh, Viet Film Fest almost by chance, you could, you, you could say. I am on the side, one of my hobbies is to do write-ups on films that I've seen for the first time. My specialty is actually, believe it or not, uh, a lot of pre-1980s movies. I watch a lot of TCM. 
it's a thing. A lot of that formed the bulk of my knowledge, and I am self-taught when it comes to when it comes to my cinematic knowledge, almost entirely self-taught. I was asked to write a few synopses for some of the films that were making their bow that year at uh, Viet Film Fest 2018. I came on as a volunteer. I was there for pretty much almost the entire weekend, just running around helping out with the operations. And then in 2019, they asked me to be part of the curatorial committee, which is a, uh, a three-person group that watches all of the submissions, gives a yes, no. And I was, again, part of the curatorial committee in 2019. I, I knew what that process was like. I was made the uh, new and inaugural artistic director for um, 2021. It's humbling to be here. It's great to pass on some of the history that I have seen even in my relatively short time that I've been with Fiat Film Fest, I've also been able to absorb a lot of the history too, because our first film festival was in 2003. And it was it was a biennial then with a few interruptions here and there until it turned uh, annual in the mid 2010s. That's the progression there. That's great. That's a great story. I'm as well self-taught. I go back a few more years than you do. But I, I was a projectionist at an art house here in Orange County at the Balboa Cinema which is many, many years ago, we were showing five or six double bills a week. And it covered the early days of cinema all the way up to the avant-garde of the late 1970s. I knew and I loved film, but that was quite a crash course for me in, in the sense that I, I have some academic you know, training, if you will, but most of it came from just sitting and watching a lot of movies. So that's something I can relate to. I again, want to remind our listeners that we're talking to Eric Nong. He is the artistic director of the Viet Film Festival 2021. And you can go to vietfilmfest.com to find out more about the program and what's being screened and the different opportunities, not only to see a film, but also I believe if they want to get involved in what you're doing. There are ways to do that, to volunteer, to be part of it. For volunteers as well. Absolutely. Volunteers as well. And the festival was created back in 2003, as you mentioned, by the Vietnamese American Arts and Letters Association, or VALA, and they have been backing it ever since. And congratulations to them for their work and promoting the artistic community and ambitions of all those people involved in, the, in this project. In the next couple of years, five years down the road, what are your ambitions? What are the ambitions of your group in terms of expanding the opportunities for screening, bringing in more film directors. How, how do you see the festival a year or two or five years down the road? Where, what are you looking for, sort of those steps to, to achieve what you would like the festival to be? I think, as I may have said earlier, um, a lot of the future film festivals who are not the big names in Europe or North America are trending towards a more virtual route. And um, mm -hmm. earlier this year, we ran a test of our virtual platform, uh, a short film set we called Under the Same Roof. They were a series of short films that had to deal with uh, familial themes. Compared to when we might have a short film set in a theater, we are, the, our attendance for uh, Under the Same Roof was, my goodness, we were, we were floored by how many people we got, not just in the Southern California area, but across the state, across this nation, and even some interest from abroad as well. Uh, so I think going virtual, even though we may have some geo-blocking for those who live outside the United States, I think it expands our presence 
and awareness of who we are as a film festival, not just nationally, but internationally. Hopefully we can attract more filmmakers who might be of Vietnamese descent or are featuring Vietnamese diasporic or Vietnamese actors in their movies or have Vietnamese subjects in their documentaries. And we think virtual in that sense is the way to go. And another thing I want to do is, uh, would like to see as well, is to help people who are coming into Viet Film Fest for the first, maybe the second, or maybe the 12th time, you never know, understand not the linearity, but the history of how not only this festival has evolved, but how Vietnamese cinema has evolved, how Vietnamese dias diasporic cinema has evolved, and how the conversation between the two continues to change with every passing year. Because there is a conversation there, aesthetically, thematically, narratively. And I think it's one that people will be surprised by in its maturity. And maybe because of um, when people think of Vietnam, the, auto the first automatic thing that comes to them is a war. I think of our entire slate of, of Viet Film Test movies, I think any references to that war, oblique or explicit, that might be just like, they may be just like two, three or four movies that make yeah. any such reference. It's yeah. not many. You know, the American experience of stories about Vietnam is told by, generally speaking, told by Americans about the experience of Vietnam, not about Vietnamese telling, talking about the experience of Vietnamese, either in Vietnam or outside of Vietnam. We, the American moviegoer, mostly knows about Americans telling stories about the people of Vietnam. And that should change. A good story, well told, is invaluable, no matter where it comes from, no matter what language it's in. It tells us something about the human condition and what we have so much more in common than we don't. Those are the things that we're, we're all, we all should be moving forward towards. And I applaud you for not only Viet Film Fest and your work with that, but also moving forward. It sounds like the right way to go. I mean, moving forward into expanding the opportunity for people to be able to see the films and expanding the, the spectrum of stories being told. Thank you. And hear, hear to your comments about the universality of those things as well. Well, congratulations again for people who are interested. The festival is running October 15th through October 30th, mostly virtual. But go to the website, vietfilmfest.com, to find out about the ones where there will be in person. I mentioned the Frida Center or Frida Theater in Santa Ana as well as the Westminster Mall for a drive-in, a couple of drive-in opportunities. And uh, I hope you come back a year from now or whenever it is to talk more about this and really dig into even more films and uh, than, than we talked about in, in our conversation today. So thank you so much, Eric Nong, for your, for your time. And thank you for your work in what I consider to be an extremely valuable part of the art community here in Orange County. So thank you. And thank you, Mike. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Music